Hello there, Dr. Tim Jordan here with a new episode of Raising Daughters. I'm a developmental and behavioral pediatrician who has been counseling kids for over 30 years. I also have worked with kids for over 30 years now, 31 years to be exact, in weekend retreats and summer camps that are all about personal growth and leadership development. And a lot of the girls I've been working with, especially in the last 10 years, have been really stressed out. And all of you who have listened to these podcasts before know how much I love stories and also how much I love metaphors. So I thought today in this podcast, I would just give you one good metaphor that may help you to coach your daughters more about handling their stress. And this is a metaphor that comes from Edgar Allan Poe. And it's called A Descent into the Maelstrom. And it goes like this. A fisherman's boat was sucked into this enormous whirlpool and was spinning downward very slowly into the roaring vortex. The man realizes he's going to die and a great calm comes over him. He sits back and he relaxes and he just starts to watch how this whirlpool actually works. Other boats had been drawn in and demolished and he notices how the flying debris flew past in different ways depending upon their shape. While most objects hurled rapidly downward, cylindrical ones like barrels weren't swallowed up quite as easily. Those tended to linger at the top of the vortex close to the surface. Based upon this observation, the sailor decided to lash himself to his own water cask and leap overboard. And it works. The boat continued whirling down to its doom, but the clever fisherman doesn't. The cask to which he is attached sank just a little bit, but then the whirlpool stopped whirling and he winds up way up back onto the surface. The sky was clear, the winds had died down, and the man was saved. What a great metaphor for the whirlwind kind of life that many people are living today. Most people today are feeling uber busy, stressed out, they're stretched thin. It's hard to feel quiet and grounded because everything seems to be moving so fast, and nobody has time to breathe or to rest. And this includes the incessant onslaught of information through texts and emails, social media, all of which leaves us feeling tense and out of control. It also includes all the uncertainty and the losses and the stress from the COVID pandemic. The adolescent girls that I work with have all kinds of stresses that they're facing. Let me just mention a few. One of them is the stresses with their schoolwork with grades, all the activities that they're involved in, select sports, team sports, the pressure to pad their resumes and their, and their applications for college so they get accepted not into college but into a top college. There's stresses from handling all their friendship dramas, their changing friendships, the relationship aggressions that just kind of happen, especially for girls in, in middle school and high school. For many girls, it seems like there's always something going on with their friends that causes them to feel stressed. There's also uncertainty for more and more girls in figuring out their sexual identity, as girls have been given more permission today to test the waters of changing pronouns and genders and sexual preferences. I talk to a lot of girls these days who are questioning all that, and it brings its own level of stress. Girls also share with me the stresses they have from their dating relationships, that especially if it's a girl with a guy, They are at best unfulfilling for most girls. 
lots of conflicts, immature partners, uh, jealousies with, with their partner and are with their friends. Also, the whole part about maintaining balance with time with their friends, their family, their school, their activities, and with their relationship. We've also added another layer with COVID, the social isolation, virtual schooling that keeps coming and going, fears of getting COVID, or even their fears of infecting, infecting loved ones. Also, a lot of girls have been feeling this parents' stress about jobs and money due to COVID, plus all the stress in the whole economy and the stress in the whole community and the stress in the country and the stress in the world. I think girls sense that. So how, so how can we and how can our daughters extricate themselves from their present-day maelstrom, their own maelstrom, if you will? Well, like that resourceful fisherman, I think it's best to teach girls how to get quiet, have some alone time, take a deep breath, and also become aware of the root cause of their stress and their predicament. Depending upon where their stresses are coming from, there are things that they can learn to do to alleviate that, to lessen it, to handle it, to redirect it. I think also we need to learn to reach out and grab onto something solid, our own water cask, if you will. And that's true for our girls as well. That might look like connecting with loved ones or or pouring themselves into meaningful work that we have a passion for, meaningful activities. I oftentimes direct girls to do their their drawing and their painting and and their knitting and and their writing stories and writing poetry and acting and singing and dancing. If they can pour themselves into those things, that's like a cask because it makes them feel more like themselves. They feel more grounded and they feel more connected and they feel more fulfilled. I also want to point you and your daughters to two great tried and true life preservers, if you will. One of them is being of service to other people, people in need. Because there's lots of research and also lots of experience I have of my own that says that people tend to be happiest when they're being of service to other people. I remember reading a, a quote one time a long time ago from the great therapist Carl Memminger. He said, when people come into my office and they're depressed and stressed out, I feel like the best thing I can do for them is to send them across the street to do some volunteer work. So, one cast could be being of service. Another good one, a good tried and true one, is putting yourself into a state of gratitude by expressing appreciation in some way. I've talked about that in in previous podcasts. You can look back on those. But expressing appreciation and thankfulness for what you have and people in your life and past experiences and people who have made a difference for you puts us into a whole different state of mind. I also encourage you to encourage your daughters to focus on what they do have control over. If you spend too much time focusing on what you don't have control over, you end up being more stressed and more out of sorts. A couple more points, and I'm going to illustrate these with a couple quotes. The first one is by the Dalai Lama, who said, Man sacrifices his health in order to make money. And then he sacrifices money to recuperate his health. And then he is so anxious about the future that he does not enjoy the present. The result being that he does not live in the present or the future. He lives as if he's never going to die. And then he dies having never really lived. So I think one cask you can latch onto in this whirlwind world of ours is to learn to live in the present moment more. To really be present with each other. 
And that includes turning off our devices and really being with people when we're with them. Another quote, this one by William Feather. Plenty of people miss their share of happiness, not because they never found it, but because they didn't stop to enjoy it. So besides living in the present moment, I want us to learn to slow down and savor the moments instead of rushing from one thing to the next. I think our devices, I think social media has taught us to scroll, scroll, the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, you get a little bit bored, the next thing, instead of learning to slow down and be with people and be with those moments and really take them in. I think that helps a lot with our stress and our own private maelstroms, if you will. The last quote is from Martin Luther King Jr. If you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But whatever you do, you have to keep moving forward. I love that. I encourage girls all the time who feel stuck to take some kind of action, to create some momentum. It can be small steps, but it's just moving. It's getting some energy going. It's about going in a direction. You can always shift directions, but sometimes when we're stuck in that whirlpool of our lives, when we're kind of undergoing that Groundhog's Day, if you will, like the movie Groundhog's Day, where, the, where uh, Bill Murray keeps waking up and he just keeps reliving the same old, same old. Taking action to create momentum in some direction can get us out of that Groundhog's Day mentality. We don't always have control over the experiences that are thrown our way, but we always have control over how we respond to life's challenging whirlwinds. So I'm encouraging you today, like Edgar Allan Poe said with his, with his metaphor, to grab onto your cask and rise above the fray towards feeling contentment and being grounded. Thanks for tuning into these podcasts. Pass them on to your friends. Uh, check me out at my website, drtimjordan.com, if you want information about all the things that I do. I will be back here in a, in a week with another podcast. Savor the moment, slow down, be present, and get really aware of what are the most important casks in your life that you can latch on to to help you through this tumultuous time in our history. Thanks, and I'll be back in a week.